If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Something weird's happening here. What's that? My audio is like desynced in its entirety. What does that even mean? Oh, wait a second. I can hear myself twice. Well, now you know how painful it is for everybody to listen to you once. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. I got to back out and come back in. I can't do this. All right. Mm. All right. So now that he's gone, um, welcome to the Punchless Podcast. I am your host, Soup. Uh, Dale will be back shortly. And uh, yeah. Producer Jake's in the building. Final card of the year, the calendar year. Christmas season right around the river bend. Christmas tree in the back looking real festive. And uh, just excited to be back. And he's back. Ask me how dumb I am. Just go ahead and ask me. How dumb are you, Dale? I had the YouTube link opened up in another tab behind me. So as soon as I close this one out, I saw me staring at myself again, talking, and I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? And oh, it's because I had the YouTube link opened up. Oh, boy. Because I, sh- I, I, oh, man. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. So, That's full boomer right there. Full boomer. Yeah, full boomer. I, uh, well, I don't have, so I don't have any of the social media apps on my phone anymore. I deleted them all off of there okay. um, in an effort to cut down my use of my of my phone. Um, so anytime I do anything on Twitter or Instagram now, I have to actually go into my office, sit down, log in, and put it in the computer. Yeah. So to share the link for the show on Twitter, I had to go to the YouTube page to copy the link and send it. I just left it open. So when we started, there was about a 10-second delay. It's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah. But here we are now. Um, it is the yeah. last UFC event of the year. Not the last show of the year. I want to be clear about that. Not the last show of the year. But it is the last UFC event of the year. And we've got Sean Strickland, who's just one of our guys. Yeah. Uh, taking Jared, on yeah. Jared Cannonier. Yeah. Love him. <laughs> Dude, I love I, I love Sean Strickland in the sense of like going to a family picnic where, you know, there's going to be a relative that gets hammered and starts a fight with somebody. Yes. Like you just look forward to the train wreck. Mm -hmm. So even though I will admit that Sean Strickland has been on his best behavior lately. He's that cousin that your parents tell you to stay away from every, every family get together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I will say this. One of the things I love about Sean Strickland is he's not, he, I mean, I don't say I love it about him, but I admire the steadfastness in which he's not afraid to drop hard R's or call people uh, 
yeah, drop f bombs. Yeah. <laughs> which which I will do in a sense that won't get my YouTube channel flagged. You know, anybody in just in casual conversation, I have no problem with that. But uh, I got you know we got snakes in the grass here that love reporting shit. So yes, yeah, slithery little snakes, slithery little snakes. So here we are. <clears throat> uh, it's the dead of winter. We're two weeks out from Christmas. Twelve days, in fact. I see you got your Christmas tree behind you. Oh yeah. You put the uh, menorah and dreidel away this yes. year. Yeah. You've you've converted back to your uh, your ancestral roots. Uh-huh. Um, so what's uh what's on the docket? Have you been naughty or nice this year? <clears throat> oh, super nice. <laughs> yeah, how, how nice. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no naughtiness on this end. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just now. Go ahead. Kids, on the other hand. Oh, yeah. Dude. Terror. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay. How big, how big of a how big of a hit you taking this year, money-wise? For large. Large. Is it huge? Yeah, huge. Huge. Not peanuts. Dude, I'm I, I didn't I don't remember it ever being so bad this year. Well, everything just cost more. Yeah. You <laughs> know, and you as know kids I, get older, toys cost more. Dude, you know what I got? What'd you get? I I'm not in the good grace of the church right now, but I got, I got, I got my two oldest something fantastic this year. I got them firearms. No, well, no, because you know they already had them. What? Uh, what they they already have? I got I got my son uh, a bow and arrow that you can legitimately kill stuff with, and then yeah. uh, I got him that last year, and then he's got a BB gun that shoots. You know, it's a. It's a full on. You can kill stuff with that too. No, I got them laser pointers. Yes, and not just regular laser pointers, but like the twenty thousand feet bright green beam. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like the melt, melt stuff, pop balloons, laser pointers. I got. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna regret that in about thirty minutes after they open it. I don't know, man. I I I think there's. I had I had one out of the box today. I was playing with it. It was awesome. Way cooler. Way cooler than I uh, remembered my laser pointer as a kid being. Yeah, we stuck to like the conventional stuff, like you know, like a train table and stuff. No like way, that. dude. No way, man. I went late. Well, I, they're I not old like, enough yet. Well, I, I said I was like, I'm going to do some like for me presents, and she was like, All right, cool, go for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. laser pointers, I got guns, I got all kind of a pocket knife. You know, we're, not, we're just to be clear, that's the type of stuff that we got. Yes. Around the age of your kids. Yes. Yeah. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's what we got. Yeah. And look, I got all 10 digits and yep. I got all 10 toes and my eyes work fairly well and I can sort of hear. So, you know, yeah. no big deal. The cool part is like Brian says here, they're going to get you in trouble with the FAA when they point them at planes. The cool part is, you know, at my house, planes fly over my house all the time. So we yeah. will actually have to have that conversation. You cannot point them at the plane. Yeah. So, but yeah, they are yeah, sweet, like- dude. And that, yeah, I feel like that'll be over as well as when we were down there for the 4th of July with those, uh, those adult like firecracker snap things that they oh, yeah. just decided we we're just going to torture the entire neighborhood with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who are uninitiated, I, I mean, you, you are at this point, you know, I have a golf cart and I live in a neighborhood where a golf cart is a primary mode of transportation. Um, we had like the, they're not M80s, but they're like they're like the snapper version of an M80. They're a very large adult snapper, like not built for kids. The things that you throw on the ground. Um, me and Uncle Soupy took the kids for a little midnight cruise and uh, on the golf cart. And as we were passing other golf carts, 
my kids were what were they yelling fire in the hole, fire in the hole. Yeah, yeah they were yelling fire in the hole and they were throwing these snappers <laughs> at all these old people in the golf carts yeah and uh yeah it was a good time man you hear people scream and golf carts swerving everywhere <laughs> it's hilarious which i normally do not condone such shenanigans i'm i'm a, i'm a very strict parent um and but you know you got to let them be kids every once in a while and they were terrors for about 45 minutes and yeah. good on them they got it out of their system for the rest of the year they were good kids all right we had a lot happen this last weekend so let's talk about that um more yeah. so i mean we let's just let's just get out of the way um patty pimblett jared gordon every every mma every mma person with a microphone is talking about this so i, I don't expect to bring anything new to the table here my opinions are not something wild and crazy. Uh, it, it's not going to be anything you don't hear from anybody else, but I'll comment on, on it all the same. Uh, before I do so, I will give you the floor. How do you feel about this? Um, I feel like the UFC's plan to make a prelim fighter into a star was exposed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. 90 I'm um, 90% of the people that tuned in to watch that fight had never heard of Jared Gordon prior to that fight. Sure. And he completely exposed Patty Pimblett. I mean, yeah. We've seen it in fights prior. Okay. Patty walks around with his chin high yeah. and he's he gets hit. Yeah. And I dude, two fights, two fights went to the cards. And they butchered both of them. Yeah, they got them both wrong. Like, but hey, Uncle Fester made it all right because he gave everybody that got a finish performance of the night. That the, so here, okay. <laughs> There's 88 different. Do you ever see like when they do like a, uh, an aluminum cast of like a fire ant mound? Yeah, that's how this. This is how my opinion is for this. Okay, okay. so I, I just need you to follow me for a minute here all right a couple different things we have been talking about ad nauseum for a while now that there is there is a um there's an idea that the ufc is fixing fights okay and much like we had with boxing and, and still takes place in some degree to boxing now what's interesting about fixing fights in boxing is there's less modes of victory you have knockout correct and scorecards there's a lot of intangibles that come with uh, fixing an mma fight now when you anybody that's a parent anybody that's ever dealt with anybody dishonest anybody that's ever like bit had a narcissist or a sociopath in their family any of these like mental proclivities that lead towards dishonesty if you've had those um you can tell that dana white is full of shit when he talks oh my god and his gross overreaction to any time he's questioned in something that makes him uncomfortable is indicative of what you see in somebody that is just lying yeah. they feel like if they get loud enough if they get aggressive enough if they get mean enough they'll intimidate you back so you don't continue to press forward um anytime anybody mentions fight fixing to dana white his reaction is so over the top like yeah. it's 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 cartoonish you fucking goof 
Do you know how hard it would be? You got to be goofy. He loves calling people goof. You dork. You know how hard it would be to fix a fight. And I agree that it would be very hard to fix an MMA fight. But what I disagree on is that you can go into a fight with an understanding of how it's going to play out. Right. And that understanding is exemplified and it, Producer Jake, I, I'm actually going to producer Jake you here for a minute. There is a video, uh, I think Barstool posted it and some other outlets, of Dana White talking and looking at Dave Portnoy and Big Cat as the decision is being read. Mm. I saw it on Twitter and Instagram. So check out Barstool, check out those, see if you can find it. Okay. Um, it's any of those will work. And while I'm talking here, um, what I think you can do is I think you can I think you can lay the groundwork for how something will end up, right? So you can say to a guy like Dave Portnoy, who's a billionaire and somebody who you're depending on bringing eyes to your sport and eyes to your organization because you've already shown with the happy dad and the Nelk boy things, you're after the younger audience, so you want the barstool guys. You say, look, man, I know Patty's your guy. If it goes to the cards, it's his. Right now, they're going to get out there and they're going to fight. So, I mean, if Jared somehow <laughs> submits them, I can't do anything about that. But just know if it goes to the cards, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. When Jake finds this video, and he will, right? He looks like he's trying. Okay. Um, <laughs> you'll see that somebody caught an angle of Dana's face where Dana's looking directly in Portnoy's eyes like, as the decision's being read, like, just calm down. It'll be okay. And then when the decision's read, Portnoy looks at him like, okay, okay. Like, I got you. Um, so Jake says, I'm not finding what you're saying. That's okay. We'll find it. Pepperidge Farm remembers. And the internet the internet doesn't forget. We'll find it. All right. Um, so that being said, I think that you can sort of push where where a fight will end up you can lay the groundwork for a fix. I've got, um, I've got the video, but I obviously can't share it from my phone. Send um, it, send it to my email, send it to the chat at punchlist MMA email, it. and I'll throw it on the screen and we'll, we'll put it up. Can I just send it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause otherwise I'm going to have to get it on my phone and then it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's the email? Oh, Jake's waving his hand. No, Jake's Perfect. got it. It's literally true. the first video that popped up when I typed in Dana white reaction to Patty Pimblet. Oh, he literally uh, middle finger up in the back. That's good. <laughs> Daily, it's it's the Daily Mail one, and it's Portnoy standing there with his stupid fucking patty hair yep. on, and yeah, Love it. that's it. There we go. It's the video. What is that look? Looks what is that look? Right? The, yeah, looks at him and gives him the head nod. That look is, I told you. Yeah. The look is I told you. That's I as somebody who's given people the I told you so look. Right. I told you. There yeah. it is. That's the I told you. And he gives him the nod too. Like, there you go. Yeah. Your guy. See? Mm-hmm. Boom. Important. He's like, yep, I just made a boatload of cash. Sure did. Here's what's really interesting about that is if you go back and you look at the lines for that fight, Patty Pimblet was like a minus three fifty on Barstool's site. It was the widest line of all the lines. It was minus 350. So what does that do? It makes them unplayable. So everybody pounds Gordon. So most of the action that Barstool 
Sportsbook took on Saturday night was Jared Gordon, and they got trapped. Those people got trapped. So Portnoy made a boatload of cash, right? A boatload of cash right there. So people say, oh, well, who stands to make money off of fight fixing? Because you can't just go to the window and put in a million dollars on Patty Pimblett. That is how you fix the fight. That's who benefited from this. Like it's not, there's not a secret room where there's hundreds of people doing it. It's not a James Krause discord where it's people doing it. It's one billionaire playing tummy sticks with another billionaire going, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to make a bunk. We're going to make a bunch of cash here. And this is how we're going to do it. That, and again, this is all speculative, right? Um, so that's all right, buddy. I, I understand. Maybe I miss, maybe I said it wrong. I get verbal diarrhea. So anyway, that's that's issue number one, okay? Issue number two, main event of the evening, Magomed Ankalaev taking on, um, help me here, Jan Blachowicz. Yeah. Split draw. Split draw. Um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that card? Wrong. It was wrong, right? Wrong. I Now, that being said, how... Well, Good. How do you score it? Like, how did it, do you remember it well enough to tell me how you were scoring it as it was going along? Round by round. Um, round one, close. Okay. Round two, Jan Blahovitz. Okay. Jan beat him up with the legs. Round okay. two. Round three, I. Round three is another close round. Round one, I lean Magomedov. Okay. Blahovitz gets round two. Okay. Round three, I'm a. I understand the argument for Blahovitz. Round four, Magomedov, no question yeah. about it. Yeah. Round five, 10 8, Magomedov, no question about it in my mind. Okay. So I, I, I think, I, I honestly, the, the way I scored it as I was watching it, I went number one, Ankalaev, number two, Blahovitz, number three, Blahovitz, four, Ankalaev, five, Ankalaev. Yeah. Okay. With five being the most dominant and arguably Clear cut. 10 8. Yeah, arguably a 10-8. There wasn't a lot of damage ensued. There was that weird scramble at the beginning, but I think that was more Blahovitz being off balance than him getting hurt with anything. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. Um, but make of that what you will. But I thought it was. I thought it was a clear. I thought it was very clear two-two, right? Um, and then number one was up for grabs, and then number, but the the round five was arguably the 10-8, right? And that nice. I think that's where the things got dicey. Is you had judges score the first three rounds for Blahovitz, which I could you could make an argument for. And then you give Ankalaya four and then you have him get the 10-8 and five. Um I, that that's how we get where we're at. Now what what makes this fishy to me, okay? Here's what makes me fishy is Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira got announced right after. Immediately and, after and Jamal Hill said the quiet part out loud. Jamal Hill said, I got the call while they were still in the cage mm -hmm. asking if I would fight Glover in Brazil for the belt. Mm -hmm. How how do you how do you as 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 the chairman or the CEO of the UFC, how do you pivot like that? And and with all the with all the the gusto that comes from that, how do you pivot from that? Um, how, how do you pivot on it that quickly, and then mm -hmm. knowing all the logistics that go behind that, and then and then make that your immediate call? Like, why isn't your reaction one of like 
shit, now what are we going to do? Why is your, how did you have that in the queue already? Right. And his, uh, his whole explanation was it wasn't him. Uh, I forget who the two guys that he named, but he was like, you know, so-and-so talked to Hill, so-and-so talked to Glover. And then when this happened, we were like, how do we fix this? Oh, let's just do them. We'll turn it around real quick. We'll do it in Brazil. But right. why are you speaking to Jamal Hill? Right. Why is that even in the equation? And and then what's interesting to me about this too is that rather than rather than than justify what we saw, he doubles down on it and says the fight sucked. Yeah. And then yeah, he didn't like the main it. event. Oh, it sucked. It sucked. Yeah. It was a great fight. Yeah. That was a good like you know me. The light heavyweight is probably my least favorite division. Yeah. That was a great fight. That was a great fight. And two guys that you want to be champion, right? Because everybody, like your organization, has been built and very prosperous off Dagestani Caucasus Mountain Warriors. <laughs> they bring you fucking oodles of money because yes. their fans will, the whole village chips in and buys pay per views. Or. You get Jan Blahovitz to win, and you get all of Eastern Bloc Europe with him. Yeah, all of Eastern Bloc Europe. Yep. Not to mention your everyman nor'easter, like you, like me, the guys that rallied behind Stepe Miocic, who we go, yeah, I like this guy. He he looks like me. He's he, you know, he's a big nosed white dude with a bunch of vowels and fucking hard K's and Z's in his name. That's my people. You know, those are yep. your people. So you bring all those with you, but you're like, nah, I don't want any of them. Give me Jamal Hill and Glover Teixeira. Yep. Because let's be honest with you here. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be honest with you. You're gonna Jamal Hill's gonna murder Glover Teixeira. Yeah, and you want Jamal. Yes, you want Jamal and Yuri. Yeah, like that's that's what that's what they. That's want. what you want. You're gonna go. You're gonna take Glover Teixeira, and you're gonna kill him in his own his hometown. This mm-hmm. is this is Achilles killing. Hector at the gates of Troy. He's taking him to his hometown and he's going to kill him. Yeah. That's what this is. You are killing Glover Teixeira. That's that's what's happening. Jamal Hill is going to knock out Glover Teixeira in violent, ugly fashion in Brazil. Achilles is killing Hector at the gates of Troy. That's what's happening. It's just... And he was he's prepared for it anyway. I, I just I cannot wrap my head around it. It's so stupid. Um also Dana White saying that Uncle I have got the shit kicked out of him in round one is nonsense to me. It to me it says you were too busy talking about how much blow and hookers you were gonna you were gonna partake in with Portnoy backstage. Yeah. Cause I mean, when he's like they they mentioned that Uncle I was upset and he was like, he's like, I mean, you went out there in rounds one and two and got the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Um Okay. Uh, Twitch says, "How does Hill kill him?" Genuinely, genuinely wondering your reason. Yeah, I think I think it's great. So, um, what one thing, one thing we have seen right is Jamal Hill struggles on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at the Paul Craig fight, even in the simple engagement, Paul Craig was able to secure that that arm. He really locked it up underneath, um, torqued him, and then fell back into guard. And then he really couldn't do, um, you know, he really couldn't do much with it. And then ultimately got the arm broken. Um, Every t- everything that we've seen with Glover has been it's a it's a rinse and repeat cycle, right? Glover goes out, it's 50-50 until he gets his shit rocked, and then he survives the shit rocking and then finds a way to persevere and come back. Okay. Um 
what we have seen him do and survive that against is older guys, guys that are a little bit older with a little bit more, um, a little bit more mileage on the, on, on the tires. Not, you know, you say, well, Anthony Smith, like Anthony Smith is, has fucking 60 career fights. Right. So Jamal Hill is, is a younger dude. Um, and he's just unorthodox enough to catch, um, to catch Glover. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you, depending on how far a year he's out, if I, if I'm trying to build, if I'm trying to make a superstar, right. If you want a fucking superstar, you take Jamal Hill and you have him clubber Lang Glover to in Brazil. And then you have Alex Pereira move up from 185 to 205 and have him fight Jamal Hill. Yeah. Because Pereira is Glover's understudy. That's that's his his squire, if you will. And it wouldn't be a struggle for him to make that weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to a comment in the chat earlier yeah. about that. Um, somebody said that they were angling for Patty versus uh, Ilya Taporia. That's a bad move for the UFC. It's a terrible move. They will continue. That's where Patty gets snuffed. They're gonna give. They're gonna give Patty probably two more, two more cans. Not. I don't want to. I don't want to call Jared Gordon a can. They're gonna give him two more easier fights before they. You just literally can't do anything else with him. Like at a certain point, you have to Sean O'Malley him and go. We're either gonna give you a fight that you have no, you have no business having whatsoever, or you're gonna get beat. Um, so. Yeah, and then even that, again, perfect, perfect point. Sean O'Malley versus Piotr Jan. Piotr Jan won that fight. Sean O'Malley proved he belonged, and it was a competitive fight. But Piotr Jan won that fight. Yep. It just, and I'm I, I'm not going to call robbery. I'm not going to scream robbery on that one because it was a very close fight. One that I think myself most, and not I'm not calling myself a media member, but most media members sir, or scored for Jan. But Jared Gordon resounding. There was not a single media member of the unified MMA media that scored that fight for Patty Pimblett. Correct. So, um, speaking of the Ilya Taporia thing, and we're going to talk about him here more in a second because we're about to start breaking down fights. I messaged Drew after that fight, and I said, "Did you watch the Patty fight?" And he goes, "No." What happened? I said, "I'm just going to let you. Uh, I'm just going to let you know that if Sean Shelby or Mick Maynard give you that kid like you've been asking for, they're going to get booked on attempted murder. You, you can't fight him." I was like, mm-hmm. I, I told him, I said, I love you, dude, but you can't fight him. It will do nothing for you because you're, you're literally just, it's, it's like, you're going to kill, you know, you're like, you're going to kill a little special needs kid is what it's going to be like, but you're just not, it's going to be a time to kill. You can't do that. You can't, you can't, it's, you, there's no way you, you can't fight him, man. Um, Patrick over at addicted to combat says the age Brazilian vets have not done well to Brazil events as of late either. No, they have not. You're absolutely right. And, uh, my man Patrick just had uh, Manpreet from MMA Lock of the Night on his live stream right before that. Here's what I appreciate about Patrick. He he decided he was going to do the live stream on Tuesday nights too. And then him and I have been kind of circle jerking one another with our times. And we 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 decided to stagger, you know, we had a little handshake agreement, unspoken agreement. We're going to start t- staggering the times a little bit so that way people don't have to choose between us. So I appreciate that. Uh, he says, Jock Ray, Anderson, Silva, Lil Nog, Alves, Aldo, all got dusted at most recent Ricard surgery. Yes, yes. Bro, it's brutal, right? Nobody. Uh, it's bad. Add Glover to the list. Yes, 100%. I agree. I agree. All right. You ready to break down some fights, dude? Uh, yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was sure. like, if you're not. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right, man. Um, so they have this listed. ESPN has this listed as a four-fight main card. I'm going to go ahead and throw Cheyenne and Corey McKenna on the main card just because I like the feeling of five as opposed you know, to four. Are you cool with that? Yeah, it's a okay. lot different than the, what we had, that seven or eight eight fight main card we yeah, had. Yeah, it's wild, right? So Cheyenne Vlismas used to be Cheyenne Bays, but now she's gone with the uh, the maiden name until it turns into Delize. She's taking on Corey McKenna. Corey McKenna is seven and two. Cheyenne seven and two. Cheyenne is going to be your favorite here come Saturday night. Uh, she's a minus 195. Corey McKenna plus 170. Over on her rounds at two and a half wide line as far as women are concerned here soup how do you feel about this fight oh i know how you feel about it already how do i feel about the this way fight? the emphasis you put on a plus 170 plus 170 yeah 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 i mean it's women's science you have to yeah. play um it's it, it uh, honestly there are a lot again lots of women uh, or a handful of women that should be heavy favorites cheyenne bays vlismas whatever should not be uh one of them and as as somebody astutely said um, in the, in the messages earlier this week, uh, Cheyenne's been getting beat up a lot anyway. If oh you boy. know what I mean. So Corey oh boy! <laughs> so Corey McKenna plus one seventy. Uh, no, here look, the striking is going to come out even. The wrestling will <laughs> be negligible. Um, it, it it becomes exactly what women's MMA is ninety percent of the time, and it's a 50-50 fight, right? Like, if Cheyenne's got what the height advantage, maybe better strength of schedule, but outside of that, what it really has you got nothing else going for it. It's a fifty fifty fight, man. And, and at that case, give me the women's plus money always. Hey, it's your world. I'm just living in it. You you got nothing? No. no. Okay. All right. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Now we're talking. Drew Dober, 25 yes. and 11, taking on Bobby Green at 29, 13, and 1. Dober at a minus 150. That line's coming down. Please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Taking mm-hmm. on Bobby Green plus 130. Over on arounds at two and a half. Go for it, good sir. So the day this fight was announced, um, no lines were out. Mm-hmm. And we both capped this. Yes. Um you had Dober at a minus one eighty five. Yes, which he opened at a minus one seventy eight. Yes, um, I had Dober at a minus one forty five. Yes, which it is now moving down in that direction. Yes. Uh, listen, I think this really comes down to Dober's ability to maneuver with Bobby Green's counter striking. Mm. Um, if Dober can effectively put pressure on him, which we know that he can, and that will be um, the plan of attack here. I think he can get Bobby Green out of there. Mm. I, I mean, I listen. I and it's not because you know you've built a relationship with Drew Dober. No, no, no. Take no, all no, that no, aside because no, no, you know I don't my, care. This is my opinion here. Okay, I'm just saying I've never spoken to the guy. Yeah, I have no relationship with him. I'm looking this looking at this as a betting perspective, and uh, I like Drew Dober in this fight. I do. What I need to see, what, what, not what I need to see, but what Drew's path to success is, is effectiveness. Right. Um, so Bobby, Bobby has, he's good at cutting angles and he uses that, that shoulder roll style defense. And he's, he's very slick on the counters, right? Um, Drew is very fundamental 
right in the approach very um everything's everything's right where it needs to be everything's in the pocket everything looks like it like let me show me the textbook right hook right and that's that's what we're looking at you know um whenever they show like the the videos where they're in the back like shadow boxing that's how he fights like that's the it looks like that um so what i need or what 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 you need to see there is effectiveness in that right so if we're hitting if we're if we're throwing power at bobby we can't be throwing power and missing everything if we're if even if we're not hitting the face we got to be hitting the shoulders we got to be hitting the arms we got to be hitting like you have to you have to be connecting what we can't do is have big looping swinging misses because when you're exposed you throw the straight right you miss bobby pulls back counters Correct. throws a hook over the top or whatever the case may be we you can't miss with him you have to at least touch or be out of the way we can't have any like big long extended wild exchanges bobby green not known for his power i'm not particularly worried about a knockout per se but volume over the course of three rounds could be an issue damage could be an issue if if let's say the jab starts landing very well the nose gets busted we split an eyebrow whatever the case may be um Drew, God love him, has been getting hit a lot lately, right? Like the, the Giga Chad chin has been put to the test and he knows it, right? Um, he wants to win cleanly and put on a good display of mixed martial arts. Uh, we He needs that on, on Saturday, right? Like this is not yeah. a, a walk in the park. Um, I had him capped at almost a two to one favorite. I still stand by that. I think he's got more momentum. He's got more power. He's got more paths to victory than Bobby Green. Bobby Green's hope is to outlast and out durable and hope to make a round close like yeah. like bobby green wants three very hard to judge rounds that's yeah. what he wants like i want three hard to judge rounds and i'm hoping the judges give it to me like bobby green's not going to this fight going i'm fucking sleeping drew dober i'm gonna go out there and tap him he's not doing any of that he's going i'm gonna go out there and make this dude work for this victory that's that's his approach um i i just more paths to victory. I, I think you see. I think you see on the Dober side. What um, What's interesting to me is the idea that that the Dober would go out and panic wrestle, or Dober would go out and go shoot for takedowns. Um, I don't. I don't see that. I don't. I don't see that. Um, it's not really his speed. I, he may prove me wrong. He may go out there and fucking blast double him right off the rip. I just that just he'd have to do something we have not seen before. Um, I think more paths to victory exist for Drew here. That overrunner on two and a half is scary to me. This seems like a Drew Dober round three or decision. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch a round one or two knockout. No, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, what I'll be interested. What? I'll, oh, so, go ahead. I was gonna say because Drew's smart enough to know um, that there is going to be a feeling out process. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is going to be a come full, you know, come out full speed in the first minute and try. That's that's setting yourself up to get caught. Another thing to keep in mind too, and this is just, I, I, this is this is something I want people to know, and I don't know if this information will avail itself anywhere else. Drew and Bobby have been trying to fight each other for a very long time, and I'm talking about like a couple months on Twitter and Instagram. This is a fight that's years in the making, not because they don't like each other, but because they can't, sort of came up around the same time. They've existed. You know, this like the idea of like Uriah Faber and Cub Swanson having never fought, right? Their careers existed simultaneously and in and around the same divisions. They were just never in the same spot at the same time. 
now these two guys are. They are here, and their the careers are in the same spot. The fight can finally happen. But they've been wanting to fight each other for a long time, and that in and of itself, you're getting that's going to take five minutes of looking at each other to go, yeah. "Holy shit, we're here!" Right? Yeah. Okay, now we're doing this. It is. This is not a round one. This is not probably not a round two. Uh, if Drew invests in the body early, or if Bobby can cut or damage Dober structurally early, it might go inside the distance but i really think you're looking at either a body shot ko by dober in round three an accumulation of damage by bobby in rounds two and three to win him a, a decision it this is a over two and a half a dober round three or a dober decision if honestly and another another prop to consider would be either fighter win by split decision here this is this has yeah, this the has making decision of that. Over, yeah. yeah i agree with that um let me see if there's a line for that real quick, actually. Um, and if there's not now, there will be. There will be, yeah, for sure. Day, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, it's not it's not out yet. Uh, but Dober in round three, plus 900. Um, you've got, let's see here. Again, green by decision plus two twenty, Dober by decision plus two forty. Um, I I really think I think a split decision is worth playing here, and whenever that comes out, maybe we'll sprinkle that as well. Yeah. So, all right. Um, did I play that down the middle enough? You did. With okay. with all that being said, Drew Dober wins this fight. Hundred percent, Drew Dober. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's my man. <laughs> I'll never bet against that dude. But yeah, for sure. Dober all day, baby. Um, no, I, well, you know, certain fighters listen to the show, they get their feelings. They, th- they think I don't play it down the middle enough. They yeah. Think I, um, yeah. They get, they get all hurt about it. So I just want to make sure nobody's getting their feelings about this one. And, and that being said, Drew will be on the show on Tuesday, win, lose, or draw to talk to us about how the Bobby Green fight went. So, um, there's that. All right. Alex Caceres taking on Julian Erosa, Juicy J at 28 and 10. Alex Caceres at 19 and 13. Soup. Uh, we got Bill Algia win. Mm-hmm. We got a Billy Q win, mm-hmm. and now it's time for a Juicy J win. Oh, Juicy J, absolutely. Juicy J all yeah. day, right? Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. How do you think he gets it done against Alex Caceres? God, I hate saying that somebody's going to win a decision. Yeah, I hate it. I hate saying that, especially with the state of of judging right now. Because Sal D'Amato is going to come in and just stick it inside me. <laughs> but I'll say Juicy J by decision. Dude, this I'm, I'm, honestly, this is going to be a this will be a fight night where the main event walks at like one fifteen in the morning. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I think we're going to see. We we got spoiled this last week with Dude. finish after finish after finish Bro. after finish, and this is going to be a. Yeah, we're sitting there at twelve forty-five, and we're watching the last round of the co-main. It'll be. Just, I'm telling you. It'll yeah, be, it'll, sleepy. Fucking Sean Strickland and the Killer Gorilla are going to be fighting at five one thirty in the morning, bro. It's going to be brutal. So just gear up for it. Um, all right, let's talk about Alex Caceres real quick, though. Now you know me. I have my my triune, my Cerberus of gritty white boys, Julian Arosa, Billy Q. And Bill Algio, right? I don't think any three of them have been in the same room at the same time. Although, 
wasn't Bill Algio and Billy Q, weren't they roommates? Something There's something weird about this. Or maybe it was Rosa. There, there's something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This Cerberus of Grit, the last three-headed monster that has not won this year is Julian Arosa. Um, and he's going to, he's going to, the Trinity is coming to fruition here. Now, Alex Caceres has a, a, just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to martial arts in general, right? Like he's decent on the ground. He's got creative striking, but I just don't know how short of a wild exchange. I don't see how he finishes Julian Arosa. And I don't think he has the cardio to keep up with the pace that Juicy J is going to put on him for three rounds. If, now, as a Juicy J better and backer, here's what I'm concerned about. Julian, of the three, walks forward the most with his head held high mm-hmm. and is the most prone to being hurt. As we saw with that cinder blockhead Billy Q, you can't hurt him. Yes. Bill Algio is too smooth with it. You're not going to catch him. Juicy J, though, he's like, you know, he's the sperm that swam too slow. He just get he's he's there, right? But he just not, he doesn't have the same gifts the other two have. He gets cracked and he can get knocked out. Alex Caceres knocking him out would just be the weirdest yeah. thing that's ever happened. But yes, in a year where weird shit has happened, I would not be surprised to see Alex Caceres with maybe an accidental headbutt, an elbow upon entry, something rocking Juicy J, scramble, get a choke. Head and arm, something like that. So that's my that's that's how I see Alex Caceres winning this fight. I don't see volume winning it for him. I don't see striking winning it for him. And I think the ground evens itself out. Um, Will Alex Caceres fight for your money? Yes, he will. He will. But you'll be frustrated because he'll fight for it the way Alex Caceres fights, which is weird, aloof, hair flopping all over the place, and it'll be ugly. But he will. He is good enough to not necessarily get finished all the time um he's a live he's a more live dog here than than i care to admit because i'm very big on erosa oh i'm i agree with you okay (laughs) i agree with you wholeheartedly that erosa yes all right i think we're gonna have our first descent of the evening right here you ready there's no there is no way rukian at 18 to 3 taking on damir ismagulov Damir is Magulov. Is it a is that a plus one fifty nine? Armand Sarukian minus one eighty four, eighty five. Whatever you want to call it. Over and rounds two and a half. No, we're talking about a man that wears a dead animal on his head here. Soup. We you you no you fade this at your own peril. Why is a man as gifted and talented coming off? With the record and the wins that Demir is Magulov, why is he an underdog of such great heights against Armand Sarukian? Why? You're on Sarukian, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Tell me more. What are you looking up? I'm not. No, oh, I'm. I'm letting you. I'm, I want your reasoning behind this. Oh, okay. I got you. Well, fine. I mean, just to be honest, you seem disengaged here. So no, no, no. Okay. So you're talking about Demir Ismagulov. So one, we're talking about a guy that wears a dead, dead animal on his head. He is 31 going on 65. Okay. Have you seen the way this guy looks? It looks like his people have yes. lived in the sun. His people have literally ro- rode horses on the plains, harvesting reindeer and drinking reindeer blood for millennia. And now here he is, right? Former champ at M1 Global. This dude is an absolute beast. Win over Garam Kutaladze, who everybody loves Garam. 
Uh, Rafael Alves went over him, went over Tiago Moises, Joel Alvarez. The dude is an absolute beast. A little bit stiffer, a little bit stiffer, right? He, a little, he doesn't, doesn't move very well, um, but he's very crafty, very creative. If this um, is the number one, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I mean, I mean, it's the number one MMA betting podcast on earth, Mac DeMarco. Yeah. Um, but you also have a picture of nice legs, Megan Anderson's legs. Yeah. You fucking sweat lord. <laughs> Say some other dumb shit. You fucking hey, goon. Fucking goof. You fucking goof. Dork. Coming in here talking all your <laughs> bullshit. I'll tell you what, Mac. Go ahead and create your own MMA podcast, oh. and then I'll I'll subscribe to it, and then I'll let you know how you're doing. Okay. All right. Whenever you've had a podcast for four years uh, that's proven profitable, you you feel free. Oh, and then producer Jake blocked them. Fucking goof. Now I appreciate it. No, you told. I, you're right. You're good. Don't worry about it. This All right. So I'll take over. Um... No, Armand Sarukian. Armand Sarukian. Look, man. He he lost the fight to Gamrot. He looked good against the fight against Gamrot. He beat the shit out of Joel Alvarez. But dude, his wins, if we're being honest, he had the, he had the back and forth fight where he's more competitive than people gave him credit for with uh, Islam Makachev. Wins over OAM, Dobby Hamos, Matt Frivola, Christos Yagos, Joel Alvarez, uh, in kind. He he is tagged as one of the futures of 155. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's he's a bad mamma jamma. I just really think, um, I, I just. I, I think Demir's worth a stab here. I, I'm not saying that Demir's the better mixed martial artist, but I'm saying in in a card that's going to be filled with what if 50-50 fights, I think this fight is very close. And Demir, I know, is going to fight for my money. So I'm I'm gonna I'm leaning, just leaning okay. towards Demir. So Sarukian's two losses in the UFC mm-hmm. came to Islam and, is- and Gamron. Uh, yeah, killers. Yes, absolute killers, unless one of those people is Gamrot fighting Benel Darius. But we're not going to go back to that. Listen, it was a bad play. I was wrong. <laughs> but let's, no. And I agree with Austin here. It must be the similar name. But when he said Armand looked really good against Gamrot, should have won that fight, in my opinion. I agree with him there. Mm. Um, I think Srukin's well roundedness wins him this fight. Um, if, but his, his demise is fighting his opponent's fight. Oh yeah. Um, okay. He, if, if somebody wants to stand and bang, he's cool with standing there and banging. And this, this speaks to his well-roundedness. He's okay with standing and banging. He's okay with taking it to the ground. If he wants to stand there and bang with Demir, I think that's a poor choice. Right. I think if he, if he commits to wrestling, I think it's a clear path of victory for him. So you think? So you think he's gonna have to out wrestle Demir? And I think he will. Like, are we talking about like three rounds, like a wrestling heavy approach? Like that's what we're looking for—is wrestling and control on the ground. At first and second round, and then maybe stand in the third and 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 get him. I okay. Okay. I to me, I think they're gonna want to throw for a little bit. I think. Yeah. We, I think we see. I think. I we think see that's a, little a bit poor of, choice. I don't, I don't doubt that. Um, yeah. But two guys have, have cancelable ground skills on one another. What do they usually end up doing? They usually end up trying to turn it into a kickboxing match. But I think Armand's got the advantage on the ground. Okay. I, 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 
I'm just going to echo the sentiments of Matt here. Dead animal <laughs> trumps all. I, Dude, I just, I feel that way. I, and I'm leaning Demir as of right now. So, um, This is a better fight than the main event. I 100% agree. Like that this, we can this, agree on. This right. is the fight. Yes. Um, can, can you say real quick, do you know what Armand Sarukian's nickname is? Can you pronounce it? Have you seen it? No. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it here. Alhalkalakets. Oh boy. Alhalakets. Something like that. I have no idea what it means. Uh, drop it in the chat if you know what it is. All right. Main event of the evening. Jared Cannonier, 15 and 6, taking on Sean Strickland at 25 and 4. I'm, I know you're gonna hate this. It's basically a pick 'em. Over on well, what go ahead. What? Does Sean Strickland learn from his mistake? No, I don't know. I hear you know what I think. Here's what I think. I think Sean Strickland is gonna be is gonna prove to be that guy that's super good at practice and super <laughs> good in the gym and super good against mid to upper mid competition. But we have not seen Sean Strickland perform his best when the lights are bright. We have not seen it. I'm trying to think of a big spot where Sean Strickland showed up yeah. and was like, hell yeah, Sean Strickland, that's my dude. That's who I can get behind. Like, what? when did? When has that happened? Like, when has Sean Strickland shown up and been like, damn, Sean Strickland? When? Has Jared Cannonier given you that? No, he has not. He has not at all. Mm -mm. Here, here's a fun. Here, I was, I was going to ask you this. Okay, okay. <laughs> it sort of kills my segue into it. But what is your, what's your favorite Israel Adesanya moment? <sighs> like, just give me your favorite Izzy moment right off the top of your dome. Okay, hold that. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Anderson Silva moment? His leg breaking. <laughs> You're a jerk. What's your favorite Anderson Silva moment? I don't know, man. I... That's that's a tough on the spot question. Okay. What's your favorite Anderson Silva fight? I really thought you'd have one in the queue. No, I really, really don't. Oh, I really, I thought you'd have I, one in the I queue. I really don't. I really don't have a favorite Anderson Silva fight. Do you have a favorite Izzy fight? Not really, because I think Izzy's boring as fuck. Oh my gosh. Okay. So do you, so by that same logic, do you have a, do you have a favorite Cannoneer fight? No. Without looking it up on Tapology, can you tell me three people that Jared Cannoneer's fought? That he's fought? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think most recent. No. His most recent fight was against Israel Adesanya. Oh, yeah, Izzy. And then prior, yeah, okay. Prior to that, he beat Darren. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm trying to figure out where you're getting at with this. My point was that, my point is this, right? Is that Jared Cannonier? so my, my, my thought process here is that you'd actually have answers to those questions. And my, my point was going to be is that Jared Cannonier elicits no response from a memory's sake. There's nothing 
that hits the recall button when right. you think of Jared Cannonier. So if you say, what's a, what's your favorite Anderson Silva moment, right? When he front kicked Vitor Belfort in the okay. face. Okay. Yeah. When I think, what's your favorite Israel Adesanya moment? Whenever he bent Ra- or Paulo Costa over and he humped them, right? What, what you th- No, yeah. when you think of what's, no, your no, fav- right. what's your favorite Bobby Knuckles moment, right? And you think Bobby Knuckles, any, any Bobby Knuckles fight, right. just anything that involves him sitting on top of the cage, pounding his chest. If I say, name one memorable thing that Jared Cannonier has ever done in his career, you're going to go... Right. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, that was that was my hoped response there, but you didn't. You don't have anything. Yeah. No, anything. Like, yeah, so. you can't put me on the spot like that. Well, and just, I, like, I don't have a. I don't have the memory for UFC right, the way you, I do for any other sport. I understand. I understand. And I, I didn't tell you what I was going to do, so that's okay. You, it yeah, doesn't. If, it if doesn't matter. Me, like, my favorite Matt Ryan moment. I could give you a moment. Oh yeah. Was yeah, twenty eight, twenty eight to three. Um, no. Oh, okay. So we've got Jared Cannonier here. Last three losses: Dom Reyes, Robert Whitaker, yeah, Israel Adesanya. In between wins over David Branch, Anderson Silva, Jack Hermanson, Kelvin Gaslam, Derek Brunson. Yeah. Sean Strickland took Jack Hermanson to a split decision. Um. Cannoneer knocked him out in the second round. You can't do MMA math, but I'm going to be honest with you here. Derek Brunts, I think of of all of these guys, David Branch, Anderson Silva, Jack, Kelvin, and Derek, I think, honestly, Derek's the only one that Strickland beats handedly. Everybody else gives him a hard time. And did. Um, so, I, I don't know, man. I, I this this fight is a pick him for a reason. I just think Sean Strickland's got some choke in him. I, I mean, his path to victory is what? Decision. Sean Strickland is just stay on him, pressure Decision. him. Yeah. Decision. Jared Cannonier. I mean, can he be broken? I, I, I don't even like, do we even fucking consider Jared Cannonier like elite? Like, are either one of these guys, mm-hmm. like, to your point about the co main being a better fight, are either one of these guys elite? Like, n- neither one of these guys are a threat to anybody at the top, you know, and Cannoneer proved that in a fight against Izzy. That was wildly uncompetitive. Even his fight with Whitaker, one moment where he kind of stumbled Robert. Um, so, I mean, they're just not, this ain't it, man. This ain't it. I, I, I honestly, I'm almost inclined to bet inside the distance here, even though it screams decision, because I feel like one of these guys is going to choke fucking hard. Like real hard, like like Sean Strickland's going to do his dumb thing like he did at Alex Pereira, and he's going to walk into a right hand, or Jared Cannonier is going to wilt under the pressure of Sean Strickland. Like I, I I think the under or inside the distance is the play here, even though this screams decision, this screams a half hour fight. I think inside the distance is it because I don't trust any of these guys to do what they're supposed to do. Jared Cannonier should beat up the legs, pump the jab. Mix in the power, threat and takedowns. That's how he wins the fight. Sean Strickland, on the other hand, needs to, ke- to needs to check those kicks, use the small cage, cut angles, pepper Cannoneer, hit him to the body when he can, get in Cannoneer's head and break him mentally. Neither one of these guys have shown up on the lights of the brightest. I don't trust either one of them to do what they're supposed to do. I go inside the distance here, and I'm on an island, I believe. On an island. 
Your logic's there. I mean, I understand the reasoning behind it. Um, and Cannoneer, I don't think a decision is a method of victory for him in this fight. So if he has to get him out of there in a five-round fight, can he gas himself in the first two or three and then Strickland put the pressure on and get him out of there? Probably. Yeah. But or just like Sean Strickland with his striking defense being, you know, as poor as it is, does he walk into a right hand and get slept? Under four and a half is coming in at plus one ten. I I don't see if you if you want plus money, go for it. But as yeah. we saw this last event with three fights ending in the in the final two minutes and thirty seconds, right? I would just go ahead and take That's the small the chalk. It's yeah. going to end up like what minus one thirty. Yeah, don't don't screw yourself in those two and a half minutes. Yeah. Get inside the distance whenever it shows up, minus 130 inside the distance. That's my play here. I think I think that's where it goes. I'm leaning Cannoneer as far as a money line play, but I will I will opt on my slip on Saturday for an inside the distance play. So um anything else to add to that? No. Okay. No, no. Cool. Let's get some prelims here, man. Sergey Morozov taking on Journey Newson. Newson at 10 and 3, Morozov at 18 and 5. Morozov minus two eighty, Newson plus two forty. Over. Oh, I don't like either one of the lines. Two and a half. Um, oh, here you go. Can anyone confirm if this news is true? I saw Doug Crosby is under investigation by the Nevada Commission. I saw something today. I did not think it was the Nevada Commission. I thought it was the Commission in Connecticut because of the bad scorecard he put out for the Sabatello. Um, Rufion Stotts card where he was on an island by himself. He put out a 50 45 for Danny Sab, yeah, and then comes out and puts out shitty cards this weekend. But I think the investigation, and I don't, I, I think investigation is a, is a misnomer here. They said they were going to review, they were going to sit down with him and the other judges and review the fight together to see how they landed at their various, um, uh, various scores. All right, Sergey Morozov, another dead animal hat, um, dead animal guy, taking on Journey Newsom. My concern with Morozov, energy management, and he gets hit, right? Um, very slight facial structure. Journey Newsom, big, bulky, broad, thick skull, um, you know, proto-man, Cro-Magnon style jawline. Um, Morozov's the better mixed martial artist, though. I don't know if he's a minus, minus 280. 280. I don't know if he's that. Um, under two and a half. Golly, man, I I really. It's gonna be it's gonna be refereed by Chris Tagnoni, so there's some fuckery afoot. I caution you, playing inside the distance against uh, either one of these here because he will stop some dumb shit. Um, probably just gonna stay away from this fight. Eileen Morozov. Yeah. But, uh, but any any anytime you have a guy at minus two eighty. And your initial statement is my concerns with Morozov are you avoid that. I'm leaning him, but I don't. I won't play it. I won't, I won't play it. Um, Hoffa Garcia taking on Mahachete. Machete at nine and one. Hoffa Garcia at fourteen and three. Garcia, the slight favor here to minus one thirty six. Machete at plus 116. I think this line has even moved a little bit depending on what book you're looking at. Closer to pick them. Um, I am inclined to lean Hoffa. Yeah. Based on the boxing 
Um, but, but I say that with reservation because I don't necessarily know if he can deal with aggression very well. Um, but I'm, I'm initially leaning towards, towards Hoffa here. Hoffa by sub. Hoffa by sub. Woof. Eight of his 13 career wins by sub. All right. Plus he's team elevation too. So you get the team elevation shit going early. What do you think? Yeah. I will say the Dakar close loss was not fun his last time out because I, I picked him to beat Dracar close and Dracar just bodied him, like yeah. just really just wrestled him and just big brothered him the whole time. Um, I think the power coming at him from Machete is going to be an issue. If he can avoid it, make that dude work, get it out of the first round. I'm all for it. Got to get him out of the first round, though. Got to make him work because um, Machete will throw big, looping, heavy shit. Um, so hopefully Hoffa is ready to go. All right. Um, let's see here. We've got am, – am I missing – I feel like – okay. Let me – is – I want to make sure of something real quick. Is the, is the David Dovrak-Manel Cap fight still on? Yeah, uh, last I saw, yeah. Okay. All right. So let's do that one next. David Dovrak, 20 and 4. Manel Cap at 17 and 6. You and I have been big on Cap for a couple of years now. Yes. Do you trust him to do what he's supposed to do here to minus 240 against David Dovrak? I don't David trust Dovrak? him at a minus 240. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do pick him to win this fight. Right. But I am not. I am not taking him. At a minus two forty, yeah, I'll lean him here, man. He's yes, it's like it's like betting him is like betting Leota Machida, right? He yeah. just sits back and he waits and he he allows everybody into the fight with him mm-hmm. because everything's a counter, everything is explosive, everything's a burst. So he allows you into the fight. He he makes the judge's job very difficult. If it's not a knockout like we saw against O'Day Osborne, he makes it very difficult for the judges to score a fight for him. Um, it's, again, the best comparison I can think of. It's like betting Loyota Machida. Um, I don't trust him at minus 240 here, but I do pick him to win the fight. It's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. All right. How about Brian Battle versus Renat Fakhradinov? Is that still on the card? Last I saw, Pooh Bear was still fighting. Okay, Pooh Bear at eight and one. We're not Fakhradinov. Jake, did you get? Okay, cool. Fakhradinov at a minus one forty five. Brian Battle one twenty five. You love Pooh Bear. I do love Pooh Bear. I had a I, listen. You had a banger uh, of a night on Pooh Bear. I did. I had a took Pooh Bear by sub mm-hmm. uh, when he had that when he had that rear naked to win the what, tough the, finale. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was it contender series? No, tough finale. Tough finale. Yeah. Who did he fight that stepped in on short notice? Because it was, it was a replacement. I forget who it was. Um, but that was the same night that uh, D Rod beat Kevin Lee. Okay. I, I don't remember it yeah. like that, but okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. I don't know too. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Go for it. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah get. I'll ride the lightning. Give me Pooh Bear here at plus one twenty five. I think I think now that he's in shape, he's worth looking at. Now that yeah. being said, Fakhradinov ain't a joke, man. Um, he came out and he got that win over Andreas Mikolaitis, but that was a fight he was supposed to win a lot easier than he did. And while it was a dominant decision win, he should have he should have uh, he should have finished Mikolaitis. 
he really should have, and he didn't. Um, I I can get on board with taking Brian Battle at plus money. I at least I at least know he's going to fight for my money. So yeah. at plus, that's all I can ask for. Um, Matthews is big, easy money. Battle taking the L as well. I like him, but I don't see him doing it against Renat. Interesting. Okay. All right. Hey man, that's your opinion, bro. <laughs> That's your opinion, bro. I'm on Brian Battle here. I'll, I'll I'll take him at the plus money. All right. How about Saeed Akub Karakamanov taking on Saeed Nurmagomedov? No relation it could be. You were just be honest. Your your boy pussy got a little wet when I said those names out like that so smooth like that. Didn't oh it? yeah, for sure. Producer Jake's still typing in the odds right now. He can't Nurmagomedov Saeed Akub. There you go. Boom. Let's go with a pick'em here. Let's just call it as if as if it's a pick'em. You on Nurmagomedov or Kakamaranov? You ask. You ask me if I'm on either one of them. Yeah. Well, what, you, how do you like this fight? Decision. Decision. You like this fight to go to decision? <laughs> yes. Okay. Dude, what's up with? I mean, everything two and a half here. This is going to be such a long fight. fight. Or no. Or it won't be. No, it will be, dude. It will be. It's gonna be, man. It's, it's, I. I'm inclined sometimes to be like, oh, yeah. But, dude, fight goes to decision is a minus 130 here. I mean, yeah. they, they, they know. All right. <laughs> they know. They know Twitch is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Go listen to Fly Young Red. For no, that don't do pussy. that. No. All right. Um, I'm on. If I had to pick, I'm on Saida Coop here. A Nurmagomedov's got to lose at some point. A Nurmagomedov has to lose at some point. And I know he's of no Either. relation to Khabib. And I realize that Nurmagomedov is the Dagestani version of Smith. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. I'm going to take Karakamanov here. Yep. See? He knows. He knows. I'm riding that Karakamanov money line, bro. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm all over it, baby. Let's go. What do you think? Sure. Oh my gosh. I don't have any. I don't listen. I I'm not putting money on either one of these guys here. I understand. I understand. Okay. For the reason for I think I think Saida Koub carries more power. I think Nurmagomedov is going to be a little bit more creative on the feet. I do think that we get a high stakes um, game of punch face here. So I mean, for an actual technical analysis of this, um, I, I think that we get high stakes punch face. I would I would hate to see this fight devolve into a wrestling match. I want to see these dudes throw hands. Um, so I'm on Saeed Coop. All right, Julian Marquez taking on Duran Win. Duran Win at seven and three. Julian Marquez at nine and three. You got something here. I know no. you, you love Julian Marquez. Minus one sixty eight over Duran Win. You love him, but I do. I do like Julian Marquez in you this fight. Love and him. It's bro. more of a fade against Duran Win. Oh man, come on, bro. That's not it at all. You love Julian Marquez. Just let that rip. Just come you on. Think I look like Julian Marquez no. doesn't mean I love Julian Marquez. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Tell, tell me how Julian Marquez wins this fight. Does he knock out the Ron win? Second round. He'll literally be punching downwards. Not I even at an that. angle, but it's like down. I understand that. Like his jab will look like a Donkey Kong. That's right. Dude. Fucking hammer fist the top of his big ass grape. Yeah. So fun fact, he says Marquez does a podcast with Kendra Lust. This is this if Let's go. uh 
Twitch is you'll you'll recall I've said on previous shows that uh, I think one of the reasons why Marquez has terrible cardio is because, uh, dude, perfect example, right? What did I what did I say? What did I say? Going into the Ilya Taporia Bryce Mitchell fight, what did I say? I said Bryce Mitchell. The only thing that concerns oh, me about this fight is he's got a girlfriend, and yep. women make you weak in the legs. It is known. It is known in the combat sports that women make you weak. They make you weak. Bryce Mitchell gets a girlfriend. What does he do? He goes out there. He gets fucking slept by Ilya Taporia. He also ran into a monster, but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Is Duran win a monster? He could be. He could be. Okay. He yeah. could be. Any, Julian, Mar- yeah. Julian Marquez has any given been, Saturday, dude. Any given Saturday, <laughs> Julian Marquez. He's been. He's been bumping cheeks with Kendra Loss. I mean, I'm just going to assume. I have no idea, but I'm just going to allegedly, assume. allegedly, allegedly to me because that's how I. This is how I see it playing out in my brain. Is that that's what's happening, and because of which he can't he can't win. Not to mention the fact he has the stink of James Krause all over him. This is Glory MMA stinkify. What I mean. Now that no, you asked me, so you're how telling does me no, 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 no. actually going to bet Deron win. I'm not going to do that at all. That's what yeah. would be my next statement. Now, if you ask me how Deron <laughs> win wins this fight, I can't pick a single way that he wins this fight. I cannot pick a single way in my brain that Deron win wins this fight unless Julian Marquez does the Julian Marquez thing where he damn near kills himself trying to get Deron win out of there, and he's exhausted by the end of round two. And Duran somehow finds that weird little pudgy DC prototype gear and puts it on him in round three and gets him out of there. But that would be just miracle. This will be, they will be so comically misaligned. I just don't see how it happens. I just don't see it. Um, so, so with that being said, yep. Um, your only method of victory for Duran win would be described as a miracle. Yes. Yep. So how do you not love Julian Marquez at a minus 170? Because Julian Marquez has the oh. fight IQ of a potato. Oh. He does. Higher fight IQ. Justin Gaethje, Julian Marquez, go. Justin Gaethje. Justin okay. Gaethje. Yeah, that's interesting. G- Julian Marquez literally just that goes out there. speaks volumes for Julian and- Marquez. <laughs> I like the Marquez with three girlfriends can still beat Duran. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. It's it's quite possible. I mean, I. It's weird that you said Justin Gaethje because both of those guys are lauded for their wrestling, and neither one of them use it. It's yes. Just don't forget Justin Gaethje's an all-American collegiate well, wrestler. Don't forget Justin Gaethje is a all-American collegiate all-American wrestler. Don't forget. Don't you dare forget it. Folk style wrestling, collegiate all American. Jake Matthews, Matt Semmelsberger. Semmelsberger at 10 and 4. Jake Matthews at 18 and 5. Jake Matthews minus 260. Semmelsberger plus 220 here. There is some recency bias in this Jake Matthews line. Give me, give me, give me Semmelsberger at plus 230. Are you going to take Semi the Jedi? Yeah, 220. You know what I don't like? You know, I love Semmelsberger. You know what I don't like about this? What don't you like? Is I don't understand how his last name is Semmelsberger, but the nickname is Semi the Jedi. I don't understand this. Can you make that make sense to me? No. Because I'm I'm big on the way things sound. Yeah. I don't really care how things look. 
clearly. I don't, I don't love it. I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. I think there's recency bias built into the line here with Matthews. I'm going to take Semmelsberger just based on the value. Cause I know he's going to fight for me. Mm-hmm. He's going to fight. I mean, he, he, he and I, I don't trust Jake Matthews to put together two masterpieces in a, in a, in a row. We got lucky with the Andre Fialo fight. I don't see that happening. It was it Andre Fialo. Who, who did he fuck up? He looked like a damn, he looked like wonder boy out there. Who was that? Was that the Fialo fight? I believe so. What? He's not doing anything. He's just no, a, no, no, no. I there's a like a like a, a, a fly or a bug of some sort in the uh, middle of winter in Pennsylvania. There you go. Yeah. It's probably an evil spirit, to be honest. Maybe. It probably is. Yeah. All right. So you're on semi here? Yes, I am. All right, cool, man. That's it, dude. We did them all. I yeah. think I think we did all of them. Is that it? It's no. We're missing one. Oof. Cody Brundage taking on Michael Old Jasic. Old Jasic at 17 and 5. Cody Brundage stepping in short notice. Old Jasic minus 270. Cody Brundage plus 230. Over and around is at one and a half. I, you know me. I love Old Jasic. It's hard for me to go against him ever. Yeah. Because I see, again, what we talk about, what we talked about with the, with, with the, uh, before he's, he's one of us, bro. K's and Z's and, and, and just Eastern block, bro. That's our people's. So I, I know everybody, look, Boston Brews bets. Look, he, again, mm-hmm. Cody. People love Cody Brundage. And here's what yes, I love about do. what I love about Brundage is I I have bet Brundage, I think, in every fight he's had in the UFC because he's a workhorse and he goes out there and fucking brawls every time and he puts himself in positions to win fights. And he can absolutely beat Michael Olajasic. And what I love about Brundage is Brundage is doing the rounds like on all the MMA shows this week, like even leading into the fight. So like everybody else that's in like this MMA betting space, he's on their show. Like he's he's been doing he's been doing the media tour for us, the the, the low people, right? Um, which I love. I love a man of the people. Um, I just like Olajasic's skill set here, man. Um, I really do. He fucking cracks, and you wouldn't think that he would. He's got good kicks. He's got a great chin. Um, the wrestling of Brundage could be an issue, but we'll see what kind of shape he comes in on short notice here. Um, I imagine he's still in pretty good shape. Again, team elevation guy. You know he's gonna. Be, he's got the skills to win, but is it enough against uh, Michael Olajasic? I'm on Oleg just a lean. I don't love him. I, my, I'm probably priced out of a play at 270. Cody Brundage is the webster dictionary picture of a meathead oh bro for sure you know who he dude he's the guy that when you play basketball he's in there he's out there he's fucking up your knees he's taking your legs out from underneath you you don't play basketball with a guy like cody brundage he's hacking you yeah breaking your forearms yeah yeah driving in the lane with both elbows out Mm. oh yeah yep yep gets a rebound clears oh yeah oh yeah yeah no you don't want that no you don't want that in your life at all no when your traps touch your ears, you don't want that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I bet you he sweats profusely when he takes a dump. <laughs> just like if it's a plastic seat, he just slides off when he's done. Just <laughs> 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 All right, let's run through leans real quick. Just money line leans. Okay. Um, if you're my dude XBL on Twitch who follows all the – who records all of the leans for the – YouTube MMA cappers. This is for you, my man. Pay attention to what I say, not what soup says. All right. Morozov, Newson. I'm on Morozov. Morozov. Dovrak, Cap. I'm on Cap. Yes. 
Yeah. Fakhradinov, Brian Battle, I'm on Battle. Battle. Garcia, Machete, I'm on Garcia. Yes, Hoffa. Yes. All right. Saida Kub and Saeed, I'm on Karakamanov. Nurmagomedov. Oh, look at you. Deron win Julian Marquez. I'll take Julian Marquez. Julian Marquez. All right. Matthews and Semmelsberger. I'll take Semmelsberger. Semmelsberger. Cheyenne and Corey. I'm going to go ahead and take Corey. Corey. Brundage and Michael Olajasic. I'm on Olajasic. Olajasic. Bobby Green, Drew Dober. Drew no, Dober. no, 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 no. What? Give me Brundage stepping in on short notice. All right. I'll ride with Boston Brew Bets. All right. I'll take the meathead. All right. Bobby Green, Drew Dober. I'm on Dober. Dober. Caceres and Arosa, I'm on Juicy J. Juicy J, absolutely. Oh, we skipped the fight. Amir Albazi and Alessandro Costa. Amir Albazi is a minus 500 favorite. It's Albazi all day, correct? Yeah. Okay, cool. Albazi. Touching that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Armand Saruki and Demir Ismagulov. Armand. I'm leaning Ismagulov and Jared Cannonier, Sean Strickland. Oh, but this, this hurts, but I'm going to say Sean Strickland. Cannoneer. Mm. Mm. No, Sean Strickland. There you go. No, Cannoneer. Wait, yeah. no. No. <laughs> it's just a lean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, right, yeah, the inside the distance. It's is just the, a is lean. The inside the distance will be my play. Yeah. But if, if it's just a lean, give me Sean Strickland. Okay. Al Bozzi for sure. All right. Anyway, appreciate everybody that tunes in the show. Everybody that liked, subscribed, did all that kind of crap. Um, yeah. We'll see everybody on Saturday. And then Tuesday the 20th, same bat time, same bat channel. We will uh... – <laughs> Sean Strickland's one of your people listening to how he talks sometimes. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, man. Um We'll have Drew Dober on on Tuesday, the 20th. Win, lose, or draw from the Bobby Green fight. But it will, it will be a win. Yes. It will be a win. Be good to each other, guys. We'll see everybody on Saturday for the fights. UFC Vegas, 66. Strickland versus Cannoneer. Woo. <laughs> Fucking producer Jake chilling in the back. <laughs>